opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good afternoon from here, there, or wherever you are. I am currently here in Omaha, Nebraska. This is Anthony Corona, Secretary of Blind Pride International and facilitator of today's conversation. It is a pre-recorded conversation. And, you know, that whole thing about Murphy's Law, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Somehow we lost the edited file. BPI will definitely rerun this as a community call at some point in early August, but I really hope you enjoy the conversation. I want to thank Brad, who is taking care of the room, and Jeff, who is streaming. And if there are any questions about today's presentation, feel free to email us at membership at blindlgbtpride.org. Membership at blindlgbtpride.org. Tpride.org. I hope everyone enjoys the presentation. And Jeff, whenever you're ready, we're good. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Blind Dating in a Sighted World. I am your host, Anthony Corona of Blind LGBT Pride International. And I am so very excited. We've been partnering with Shane Salk Productions for the last couple of months to present Car Serum, a fan cast in the land of Aru on Charger Tove, originally aired on ACB Media One Mainstream. And we have had some amazing conversations in the realm of fantasy getting into the business, et cetera, et cetera. So when the idea was presented to me for this panel, Blind Dating in a Cider World, I said, oh my God, Shane and all of the voiceover and audio engineer, all the talents that are part of Coursera, they're a hoot. They're incredibly, you know, on the money as far as topics are concerned, but they're also a hoot. They're fun. So what better panel to ask to participate in this conversation than, you know, Shane Salk and his friends. So Shane, can you introduce our panelists to us for tonight? Absolutely. And not only are we a hoot, many of us are single. So this worked out very well for everybody. <laughs> I'm Shane. I'm here with Phil Reich. Hello. I'm here with Jackie Emerson. Hello. Allie Dixon. What's up? And Alex Reed. Hi. <laughs> All of them are amazing actors. Everybody except Jackie is in Carcerum, and we just didn't know Jackie. Thanks a lot, guys. Everyone except Jackie is an amazing actor. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to advocate right now. Jackie needs a very significant part in season two of Carcerum. Thank you. That is what I'm talking about. She's been on our game shows. She's been around. She has some franchises under her belt, so I think she's doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just ran around a lot. That's it. Has any member of this panel dated somebody or flirted with somebody that is visually impaired or any other disability? Yes. Um. Honestly, he was the worst. So it's not a great starting point. He became... Uh, visually impaired while we were dating his retina detached and he had multiple (gasps) surgeries while we were dating and lost sight temporarily and then fully lost it in one eye but he was an absolute douchebag the the two things aren't linked uh but uh, he was was before this happened yeah, yeah absolutely he was the worst before the problem is when you're 22 and a boy is cute you you overlook some things i have never had oh that honey don't say oops 
Because when a boy is cute, you'll overlook a lot. And look, he was still cute, uh, even if he couldn't tell if I was looking cute. And that just made things easier. They will underlook a lot of things if you're adorable. You have to rise <laughs> above wow. so many. I'm going to throw out a series of questions that have come to us from the membership of the American Council of the Blind. This presentation is being provided by blindlgbtqplus.org, which is a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. So these questions have come from both our parent organization and the significant organization, Blind LGBTQ. Let's jump into the very first question. And this comes from Michelle. I have often heard in books and TV series with audio description that a person, mainly a female, will tuck her hair behind her ears and tilt her head in a certain way to indicate flirting. What does that mean in in the sighted world? And does that really matter when you're trying to flirt with someone? It means a man wrote that TV show. (laughs) <laughs> i agree thank you <laughs> i will answer this seriously i think it's insecurity it's like trying to be coy oh. you're insecure about how you want to flirt so you're like mm-hmm. oh, i'm just gonna do this like silly thing interesting alex do you actually do that um i did when i was young and dumb and in my 20s but yes. now i'm smart and intelligent and i'm in my 30s so no so you do a full <laughs> hair toss now? Now you, it's like a full <laughs> Now I drop my head down and then I flip my hair yes, all the way yes, up correct. like a mermaid. Throw out like a model across? Yeah, in slow motion. Right, of course. I, oh, I, girl, I, you've got the head on, the heavy metal head banging, you know, on the top of a Corvette thing going on. Yes. I think that anybody that thinks that there's like an actual cue, they're like, oh, if they do that, that means they're flirting is really just hoping. It means her hair was in her face. I, yeah, that's what I was going to say too, Shane. Yeah, it, means, it means her hair was in her face and that if the date goes well, then they go back to that moment and go, well, I knew at that point. And the, the girl's like, I have no idea what you're talking about because it was a sub... I mean, you, there, you hear all those kinds of things. Well, well, there was one in some TV show. It's like if you adjust your bra. What? Yeah. Um, I adjust my bra every four seconds. I know. Currently, I mean, I don't know. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean. I'm touching my hair right now. I touch my hair every four seconds. Stop flirting with us, Hallie. (laughs) Never. The ladies, were you told that, like, oh, well, when a guy like wears his baseball hat backwards, it means he likes it or something? (laughs) You know what we were told is, I mean, if they pull our hair, push us over tease us they like well, that's that's but i mean that's we had like, that same thing at like kindergarten like, preschool third grade yeah, like i had that same like thing elementary. yeah but do you not think that didn't filter into adulthood no oh, that's yeah. not what i mean i just mean like if you're on a date and somebody like pushes yeah. you over you're not are you getting are you still going oh that person that, I'm, that was I'm a gonna, sign I, that they like you I, you said that and i was i was gonna be like no but in my head i went oh no yeah that person's flirting with me Mm. If if Depends a guy push, in the bar playfully shoves me, it's a oh, playfully. Um, um, Allie, do we have some trauma to unpack? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Talk about being teased. Just call back to the douchebag college boyfriend. You know, like whatever. Yeah. But, but like, I, I do think that like the childhood ideals filter in, and I imagine it was the same thing for boys. Like if a girl was messing with her braid, you tugged on it. 
Yeah, I get I really liked to kick and push boys in mm -hmm. fifth grade. So I get that. We're talking to the blind and mm -hmm. low vision community. And the questions that have come are questions that they really feel. And me personally, as a person who who's only lost my sight six years ago, I understand what it's like to live in the completely visual world. Yeah. And so, you know, the cues that, that our community asks about, I get it. When we're framing our answers, it's about the blind and low vision community. And I want to make a point to let them know that most of this doesn't matter. Yes. After you really get to know somebody, the tucking your hair behind your ears or tilting your head or leaning in doesn't really matter. But mm -hmm. having said that, I thank you for your answers. Our next question comes from Michael. And Michael wants to know, in a flirty situation, how long is direct eye contact meaningful? After 3.5 seconds if you know you turn away from the eye contact and we have to gauge it by the sound of the voice coming to us so we never know really how long we're holding eye contact but how long does holding eye contact mean to you as single persons in your flirting situations i think it's less about length of time and eye contact and how long you're holding it. And it's much more about, are you just genuinely connecting with the person you're talking to? And I think in my experience, if I am, I tend to be not, I, I tend to fall out of my head pretty quickly in terms of like, what's being flirtatious, like what's sending the right yes. signals. And I, I stop thinking about like how long I'm looking at them. Cause I'm just looking at them. Cause I'm so engaged. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. Thank you. Yeah. How about you, Shane? Well, I think that it's it's interesting because when you're doing talk and dating, it's it's there's two sides of it. There's the what signals am I am I giving this person the signal that I like them and are they understanding that I like them? And then you're trying to figure out, oh, is this person giving me the signal that they like me and they're connecting with me? Um, and I would agree it's not so much about like the length of of eye contact i will find myself on dates if i'm like oh i grew up with a lot of female friends and i've heard a lot of um you know good things and bad things on then when they went on dates and stuff and one of the things that i always always thought about was you know making sure that you're listening and so for me i would always try to force myself to make eye contact to um even because, you know, as humans, we tend to sighted humans, we tend to look at people's mouths. We don't necessarily make eye contact when we're communicating, like having a conversation. Um, we'll we'll look at different areas of the face, but it, direct eye contact is not as like everyday common as we necessarily think if you think about it. So I will specifically try to look in somebody's eyes to make them know that I'm really paying attention to what they're saying. So it's not really about the eye contact. It's more of the communication that I'm really listening to what you're saying. Um, and eye contact makes me think that I'm doing that at the very least. Uh, who the heck knows if it's actually communicating that way or not? All right. So, Phil, I'm going to ask you this because plenty of folks that have listened to In the Land of Aru think that you're probably really hot in real life. So. <laughs> Is it different from somebody that's 
you know, not as hot as you come off to be in Carcerum slash in the land of. So from the hot perspective, is it different? Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. I just being, being called that is like, what? <laughs> I never, <laughs> never been referred uh, to that way. Uh, so <laughs> Don't lie, Phil. <laughs> um. Sorry, uh, can you repeat the question one more time? So eye contact and maintaining eye contact, you know, is it any different from, and again, I'm going to apologize for saying this out loud, but is it any different from someone who is moderate or average to someone who is hot? Are you paying more (laughs) attention to eye contact when, you know, you're flirting with someone who is hot (laughs) um you know i think that for me anyways in my experience it just it differs from person to person in that you know if i notice that she's looking you know making eye contact with me a lot i tend to match what she's doing if i'm if i'm interested and i think that the the flirting is going well in a positive direction then i kind of will follow suit and be like okay so i think this is her saying she's into me. So I'm going to look back too. Um, but it's never been like a priority. Like, okay, I got to maintain eye, eye contact for five seconds. This is going to let her know that I'm into her. It's more just, it's more of a feeling and, and, you know, kind of like everyone else is saying, just how, how the conversation's going. Do I feel relaxed? Does it feel like we're connecting? And then, yeah, eye contact just kind of goes out the window. Like it, it may or may not happen, but it's never a focus anymore. It's not something that I think about. It just happens or it doesn't. All right. So I'm going to present this question to Allie first, and then I would like everyone to weigh in. Secondly, when you're speaking with someone, the little touches that you know we hear in books, we hear in movies, and, and, and the audio the audio description for television and movies he lightly brushed my shoulder or he cut the back of my head etc how much does physical touch mean in flirting it's so funny you're asking me this question anthony uh i in general don't like to be touched um (laughs) so it's funny that this one came to me um I don't think it is ever about, oh, the moments that I'm remembering where it mattered that I had like a light touch, a flirty touch, or moments where like our knees were touching. And I was like, wait, is this on purpose? Is this, did he, is he meaning to do this right now? It's almost always ambiguous. It's never for me like, oh, he took a step to make sure to cup the back of my neck, like, or the back of my head, or he just held my elbow like that. Like, it's almost always like, oh, this person is drawn to me. I can tell because we keep getting close. Um, so if you're drawn to someone like physically close to the point that you keep bumping them, because there's an energy there, right? Or like where you're sitting together and your legs start to press together. Um, that is when I start to like get excited if I'm feeling the same way back. But otherwise there's no, in fact, I've had a guy grab the back of my neck in an attempt to flirt and 
I lost my mind in a bar and the bouncer kicked him out. So on the flip side, like just touching people because they're they're trying to I'm really a big advocate of don't touch without asking. Um, So I'm a big fan of verbal cues. I'm a big fan of. um, I'd, I'd like to hold your hand or like I don't find that not sexy. I find like any sort of that that like. either directly ask or if you're drawn to me we'll start to feel it out naturally but it's the same thing everyone else kind of said about that like natural ebb and flow um otherwise i personally prefer not to be touched until we've established exactly what's happening um it's kind of especially for women often too unsafe for like some sort of physicality to immediately for like for my personal experience introduced when I don't know what the ground rules are. Um, so that's my, that's my, I'm sorry you asked me first, Anthony, that was, that's my whole dark um, uh, feeling about it. I don't know that it like I've ever expected it or that it's ever made a difference. If anyone had a list of touches they wanted to experience with me, I'd argue the opposite. I like you more if if you're not bothering me. <laughs> okay. No. So I actually want to follow on, on that before anybody else weighs in. So if it's not about how much they're giving you, mm-hmm. what would somebody who has no vision whatsoever interacting with you, what would you look at to, to see that they're interested in you? Um, like things like leaning into me, uh, that same conversational ebb and flow, I am Mm. super turned on by wit. So if we are like jiving back and forth and you're keeping up with me and there's like fun, playful, that makes me think you're interested. And if I'm aware you're visually impaired, I'll start to lean in. And if I like it, like, and it doesn't mean we'll ever actually physically touch, but it draws me in. And then even if a physical touch happens, it's because you're just like drawn to that person's personality. Um, So what anyone else can do is just like be there with me, like fully with me instead of worrying about, oh, should I touch her here? Should I be doing this? Should I be making eye contact? Just like kind of what Shane said about like listening. Shane makes a point to try to look into someone's eyes to let them know they're listening, but like actual active listening, participating um, is a turn on baby. <laughs> Just paying attention works. <laughs> and, and I so agree with you. And, and for full disclosure, I'm only six years into the blind world. So mm-hmm. I, I know these things yes. But for, you know, for our community that, you know, has been dealing with this for many, many years or, from all of, you know, from birth, what does leaning at in actually look oh. like? Because, you know, a, a lot of our community is afraid to date because they, they're they afraid to do things that are going to make them look awkward or, you know, quote unquote, stupid. Right. So what does leaning into you that shows you that they're interested actually look like? It literally looks like your your body hinging towards and and correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony, but uh, the voice, right? So yeah. so if you you were saying in terms of eye contact and stuff, so like if you're drawn towards getting closer to my voice, 
the, the literal pull in. And I'm, I'm, and it's funny because as I'm doing it, I'm actually like, I'm putting my hand on my chest and my hand on my stomach. And then I'm leaning forward. Yeah. I, almost like a dance move. It feels like there's this like energetic pull. That's almost like a wave that my body does. I wish, I mean, like I'm doing it right now just by myself in my living room. Um, when you can just tell you're being drawn in. Um, so if I'm able to see that they're literally, and you don't, and as I'm saying it, it doesn't require a literal shift or like movement, but I can tell when someone's leaned into me, um, I can, I can tell without, uh, uh, I grew up with really severe OCD. I can step on painted tiles that don't actually feel different through my shoe. And without looking, I can tell you if I've stepped on a different colored tile. Yes. So, right. So like I, uh, I can feel it without literally feeling it. Um, so a lot of times it's about like trusting yourself and the other person, um, in terms of like what it literally looks like, it actually, in my mind, looks a lot like paying attention to how you're feeling and paying attention to how someone else is feeling. And that doesn't necessarily require seeing any, any cues. It just requires listening and it requires like an energetic presence. I got like kind of woo woo about it. Um, no, but- that's, that's perfect. So yeah. let me ask you this. So l- let's say it's a guy and he's yeah. visually impaired and, and or completely blind. And he puts his knee, his elbow on his knee and kind of leans in because what you're saying is yeah. so interesting to him, but he's not touching you. He's yeah. just leaning into the sound of your voice. Yes. Does that cue to you that he's, you know, more than just, I want to be your friend. I'm, I'm a little bit more interested in a flirting kind of realm. I think so. I, I think just because because as someone who can see like that is something I can clock that you're in it. But I don't think you even need to put an elbow on the like just a hip hinge. Right. Like just an it just a, like if we're sitting on bar stools at a bar, just a hinge towards me or a lean on the bar towards my voice, like anything that lets me know you're like settled, you're settled into it and paying um, attention to you. And- Paying not everything else going on. Yes. And I'd also argue to say, and I don't know if the, the this is because also like when you're dating, you're dating specific people, right? All their history, all their traumas, what their preferences are, right? All of that. So all of that comes into play, but I don't know if anyone else in this can share this sentiment. But if you also, if if we're vibing and you ask me any of these questions or you just want to verbally say to me, I, I really like you. Um, I welcome that. I welcome opening up the discussion because I think that just breeds emotional intimacy. Like if I'm right. someone's visually impaired, I would absolutely welcome them wanting to confirm or ask me questions or, or let me know in whatever way. Because it's like love language too, right? Like in whatever way they want to. Uh, and and yeah. if, if we mesh in that way, then rockin'. And now we've both said it and we know what to do moving forward. Because I also don't know what to do sometimes. Oh, I didn't. Right. So let guy. me ask you this. Yeah. So as, as a completely sighted person, 
if you were to, you know, encounter yourself being, you know, flirted with and flirting back with somebody that, that is like, visually Anthony? impaired. Just kidding. Wait, what? I said, <laughs> what's that like? Just kidding. Um, great. Okay. Okay. So somebody that's visually impaired or completely blind and, you know, they're, they're trying to gauge from you and give to you that they're interested. So they've leaned in, they're really paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. How, you know, when you get to that point, what else are you looking for to know that what you're saying to them is really hitting home? I, it, uh, you know, it's interesting because I'm not looking for anything with my sight. I am often looking for a verbal confirmation. There you uh, go. Thank you. Yes, that someone's interested. I I need the words. I'm also I'm a wordy girl. You know, I like I like the words. Um, so also um, I'm an acts of service girl. So at the same time, doing so, and that doesn't mean necessarily like buying me a drink, but walking me to my car or um, making sure texting me and making sure I get home safe. Like I. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm filling up my gas tank cause I'm so stressed out about it. Like that kind of thing. Um, so I like a verbal confirmation or a, or some sort of verbal cue that lets me know you're interested. Cause otherwise, even for fully sighted people, it's just a guessing game. We're all, uh, we're, I'm out here guessing my, I got a bad habit of, if I think you're cute, I do the opposite of eye contact and I go to the other side of the room. Cause I'm afraid if you know, I like you, it won't be cool. So like I, it's a, uh, it's such a guessing game that I would love if someone walked up to me and was like, I like you, or I think your energy is cool or anything over any of that guessing game stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah. let's bring it to the boys in the room, Shane and Phil. What do you have to say on, you know, the male side of this? Well, um, <sighs> uh-oh. <laughs> All right, Shane, let's, it's... let's, let's break it down. You want a girl who's going to grab you by the back of the neck and say, kiss no. me. No, no, (laughs) my, my, one of my things is, is Ali sort of said is like, everybody's different and it's very difficult because I, I mean, I'll, you know, if you want full disclosure stuff, like I've, I have said things like, um, Hey, would it be okay if I kissed you right now? And just got made fun of. And then these are not people that weren't into me. These are people I ended up dating. Um, or, um, uh, you know, because I didn't make a move on somebody, they thought that I was gay or sing- things like that. So I, I, I want to make it clear that, you know, everybody's different. Um, and for Ali's absolutely right. You know, some people will run to the other side of the bar and all of it's an effing guessing game and it sucks whether you have sight or whether you don't. And some of the time it's, it would, you know, there's a huge amount of benefits in this realm, in my mind, to not see things. Because half of what we end up doing, at least half, is trying to make all of these moments and all of these cues make sense. Um, the, the hair behind the ear, somebody goes, oh, okay, so I think I understand now because they made this move. 
I think I understand. And then they end up not being interested. And they're like, but they did the hair behind the ear thing. I don't understand what's wrong. So it's it's a lot of the visual stuff. And Ali's, what she was saying is like, straightforward is really, really great because you understand what's going on. Um, and I, I think that all the physical touch stuff um, is stuff that comes after you've already had that conversation and that connection. I think the first, all of the first stuff, 100%, um, is, is the conversation you're having and the way you're connecting over that intellectual thing that you have with that person. Um, that if somebody, you know, if, if someone were, if we were having a conversation, if, nothing happened and somebody reached their hand out to me like they wanted to flirt with me i would be very confused and concerned because i don't know this person um but if we were having a very good conversation for an hour and to me leaning forward is you know if you're at a table and you put your arms you know your elbows on the table again that's something that i do because i go okay i know that this body motion helps me pay attention because i got a million voices in my head and we're in a loud bar. There's no way that I'm, you know, I'm really trying to focus on what this person in front of me is saying. Um, but if I couldn't see them, it's still, I would, I would think that if they weren't interested in the conversation, you know, they weren't really responding. One of the most frustrating things in the whole world is when you try to have a conversation with somebody and their answer is like, yes, I like dogs. Um, yeah. I went to, you know, I went to Berkeley. I'm like, great. If you went to Berkeley, you should be better at conversating than this. Um, so that's all of those things. And, and it is, and it is incredibly nerve wracking. And I would imagine that somebody who, you know, for me, um, I, as, as a coward as I am, um, there's a chance, like if I've vibed with someone for a while and I, I'm like, well, do you want to go get another drink at the bar? And they're like, yeah, sure. I may, um, I would, you know, pull their chair out or if we're going to the bar, I might gent- gently, you know, brush past like the back of the, like the, 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 the lower part of their back or something like that to see if this was, you know, again, nothing like grabby or anything like that, but to see is like, oh, does this person really hate my touch? And if they pull the hell away, I'm like, okay, great. Um, and if they don't, I'm like, okay, so at least they don't think I'm absolutely disgusting yet. Um, whether that's the right thing to do or not, again, it's all grabbing at any clues you can find. And then, you know, you do that and they pull away. Somebody, just because, you know, somebody like Allie who doesn't like that at all, you go, okay, great. They don't like that, but they're still standing here talking to me. So I guess they're not totally disinterested. Um, but for me, most of it, I I really can't think of very much that is visual. It's really about the conversation that you're having to begin with. And if anything was visual, it would be them like looking around the bar, them um, having a totally different conversation. Um, uh, And if, again, if you're, you know, sort of vibing it out, there is, I, I have nothing wrong. Like you're getting up be like, Hey, can, you know, where's your hand? Where's, you know, I have something to say to you. Um, 
and you do that and you're like, I just want to say I'm having a great time. And then you let their hand go. You know, that's one physical touch way to, to sort of read the situation too. But again, you could have a hundred different kinds of situations where, where uh, it, it, I mean, I've done that before where we, I was really having a great conversation with somebody and they said something that I thought was utterly stupid. Like I'm just a ditz or I'm so stupid. And I go, wait, come here, give me your hands. You're not stupid. Something like that. And then it's it's sort of asking for physical touch and you see their reaction to that. Or when I say see your reaction to that, it's they giggle or they pull away or they say, yeah, I'm not doing that. You're like, okay, I got a reaction that actually had nothing to do with sight. It's just the way that I talk. But it's really about the absolute connection. And um, that that's sort of how I feel about all of it. It's because I, I, like I said before, it's the first step is to realize that there's two different things going on. It's do they like me or do I like them? And if you figure out which one you're trying to read, if it's, am I telling them that I like them or are, do I think that they like me? Um, the, I think the first step is always, do I like them? Am I paying attention? Is it hard work to be in this situation with this person? And then if it's not, then you go from there. That's just my two cents. So Shane, we know based upon, you know, the land of Aru conversations that you're utterly adorable, whether it be your personality, (laughs) you know, the way you present yourself. But I want to take this to a supposed hot guy slash hot girl scenario. So, Godric, <laughs> if you don't mind stepping <laughs> up to the microphone, is it different if you're flirting with someone who's visually categorized as someone very, very hot? <laughs> <laughs> it, it can be, but it all depends on the person, just like the person you are, because uh, you know, I've flirted with very attractive women before and felt completely calm and other very attractive women where it's like, oh my gosh, okay, just breathe. It's all right. You're going to be fine. We can make it through this, you know? So it really, there is no set rule to this. Um, and honestly, that it doesn't play into it that much. Like it's all sure. It's always nice, you know, um, to, uh, to see something and be visually attracted to it. But that, that only goes so far that only maybe starts an initial conversation, but then it immediately falls away and goes to, okay, what are we actually saying to each other? And are we vibing with each other on that level? Cause then it's like, okay, sure. Physically you look attractive, but everything you're saying is okay. I'm not interested anymore. I don't, we don't connect at all. Um, so yeah, the, the, the physical attractiveness part from vision play such a small role in it i mean that and and it kind of it can at least for me uh and i think for a lot of people if you're talking to somebody that you perceive to be more attractive than you it can make you nervous so if you don't have any it it's not like you it's not like you change the rules the social rules change it's much more of a oh my god you know this is i'm you know, punching above my weight or something when it really doesn't yeah. matter. It's not about that. And, Bill's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, 
Not so. That's why, you know, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. If I could say, oftentimes, the more attracted I am uh, completely visually by someone, the less attracted I am to them the second they open their mouth and start actually talking. So, yes. That, that <laughs> Jackie, happens. could you not talk about me like that here? <laughs> <laughs> so Marcella wants to know how long does for a sighted person how long does the vis- physical attraction matter in once you start conversating and flirting with someone and you know basically if if the person like what's coming out of their mouth is completely like ridiculous stupid etc how long does the physical attractiveness last for our sighted persons who are answering these questions? So short. I can't yeah. even tell you. It's one of those things where I go like, I can appreciate you as a specimen and there is no spark here. Like it's, it's like, you know, a painting or something that you just derive no meaning from. Like it's so for me, that's it's why really... you called me a Rembrandt. <laughs> The truth comes out. Um, Girl, I'm a Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Leonardo da Vinci. That's what I meant. (laughs) But but really, truly, for me, it's so much about, uh, so much more about, and oftentimes, uh, I actually find someone who I deem to be too attractive a turnoff because I'm just so used to the fact that I, I don't like it when they start talking. Um, no, but, but very genuinely for me, it's, it's very instant and the same goes in the opposite direction. I have been surprised so many times just by someone opening their mouth and talking and instantly, uh, me falling for who they are, their personality, um, their wit, as Ali would say, that's big for me. Um, and that seems to override everything else consistently. Shane, Phil? Helpful. Oh, I totally agree. I 100,000% agree. And I think um, it is it is much even more challenging with dating apps and stuff where you see a picture of person, somebody and then you read about them. And and it, it really sucks because sometimes you feel like it's the only way to meet somebody and you get into this rhythm of, you know, you're not necessarily looking at the pictures going... Oh, that person's hot. That person's not. That person's hot. That person's not. As much as you're trying to figure out, you're like, okay, so from this picture, do I think we would have a good conversation about something? Do they look like somebody that I would have to convince that they were pretty? Or is this person look like they'd be a lot of work emotionally for me? It's not about the attractiveness. It's, It's a bunch of, again, stuff that you made up in your head that you're like, Oh, I can read people. You can't read people. You don't effing know anything. Mm -hmm. It's all made up stuff to try to give yourself some kind of semblance, 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 semblance of control and understanding of your own, uh, you know, dating life when it's all just guessing games and it's awful. It's awful. It really, really is awful. I'll also say, uh, I'll add into that, it also depends on the person's motives when it comes to physical attractiveness, because there are, you know, having plenty of guy friends and talking about, you know, quote unquote, their conquest or whatever, when certain guys are just 
mm-hmm. out there to hook up, then the physical attractiveness will matter to them. And even if their person is saying, you know, stupid stuff where they don't care, they'll hang around long because like, gosh, she's dumb, but boy, is she hot. You know, there are guys. And I'm going to get it later on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're looking for a meaningful connection to establish, hopefully leading to a long relationship, then then, yeah, the physical attractiveness kind of interestingly enough, a person to me becomes more physically attractive based on their personality and what they're saying mm-hmm. and how we vibe with each other. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it also, I would also add that, yeah, it depends on a person's motives in the interaction. And, and you I know will what? say that I'm going to say this. It's not interest. Interestingly enough, that's that's. You know, when a person starts really connecting with you on a, you know, we agree, we think about this, we see this way of life, et cetera, et cetera. It's not interesting. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. it's wow, you know, we're on the same wavelength and maybe, you know, only 20% of the population feels this way, but you and I feel this way. So you're automatically a little bit yeah. more attractive to me because you have that same wavelength that I'm on. Yes. We'll bring you the rest of this presentation on a future community event.